0: You're listening to the Inside North Central Massachusetts Podcast, sponsored by Franklin Professional Associates, excellence in staffing and recruiting, and supported by regional leader in higher education, Mount Wachusett Community College. Inside North Central Massachusetts podcast, Travis Condon, Kat Deal. We're on the road today and we're over at Luck Inc. at 545 Westminster Street here in Fitchburg. And Kat, who are we chatting with?
1: Well, today we are with Sean, the Assistant Director of Community Engagement and Support Services. And Meryl, who is the Community Engagement Specialist. Thank you both for joining us today on the podcast and for letting us come into the facility today.
2: great, Great to be here. Glad to be on. Excited to talk about some things and everything luck.
0: First of all, let's talk about what exactly is luck as an organization. What do you do?
2: Yes. So luck is, stands for Let Us Know. Uh, We're a social service agency all throughout Central Mass. Uh, We provide several different services. Uh, We have residential services, clinical services. Uh, The division I'm in is community engagement and support services, where I oversee our mentoring program. We have prevention programs in there. We have intervention. Youth development, training, all different kind of things. Um, Transitions to independent living is another one of our divisions. So that's for folks over 18 looking kind of to just stabilize and get housing and brighter futures and all those kind of things. But there's so much that we do, so much that we offer. And I would absolutely recommend anyone listening to check out our website, luck.org, and look at all the different services that we have.
1: Yeah, there's, um, as a past mentor for Luck, there's so many things that you guys do. And um, you have a very strong staff the interview process, the training process. You have a very strong community that is working here. Can you guys tell us a little bit about how you guys ended up here at Luck?
2: Our own individual stories? Yeah, your individual yeah, stories. Absolutely. So so for me, I uh, never thought I'd be in human services. I went to college for sport management. Oh. Uh, went for my master's degree in sport management and you know, thought I'd get a cool gig with the Red Sox, Patriots somewhere. <laughs> I, I'm a big Packers fan, so who knows if my journey would have took me there and all those kind of things. But um, I started college late, so so for me it was, and I knew I wanted to be involved, um, and I found a home on my campus on uh, our Center for Community-Based Learning, and I became a mentor and a tutor uh, my first year, and I just loved it. I fell in love with giving back. From there, I became the coordinator of that program. I did some alternative spring breaks where I was giving back. On We went to New Orleans, uh, Charlotte, and Atlanta, so I did three different trips of those, and uh, it just became a passion of mine, and I became an AmeriCorps member uh, for the campus as well, and and from there it really just ignited and it and it sparked my interest. So I was able to do an after-school sports program, incorporated that. I I linked um, their academic success to the initiatives I was doing and all these kind of things, and just giving back became it, it ignited me. It really did. And and a few years later after college, you know, just found my way here at Luck. There was an opportunity. I was at a residential placement at, um, with U Inc. So I was uh, our yeah. evening administrator there and. Uh, the campus was closing. And our HR director came here at Luck. They came to campus there and had some jobs out there. And and I said, what about this one? And he's like, yeah, that job is open still. And I applied. And four years later, here I am. So I've been here for four years. And February will be my fourth year here.
1: You know, it's interesting because I feel like um, sports and coaching actually lends a lot to what you do here, probably. Oh, absolutely. And with the
2: kids. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. There's so much. There's so much that kind of um, comes full circle, you know. It's that it's that, it's that being the mentor. It's mm-hmm. that you know, being patient with folks, and, and and you know, if if they need that extra guidance, you're there and you're the support. And and it's and it's more than a coach, and it's more than a mentor, and it's it's always more than just what the title is, right? And and yeah, there's so much stuff that correlates, and I absolutely use that in my coaching life still, and as well with working with youth here.
1: That's awesome. And what about you, Meryl? How did you end up at Luck? Well, similar to Sean, I
3: also did not expect myself to end up in a human services industry at all. I went to school for business and marketing. I actually just graduated in May last year, so I'm still a little bit new to everything and still getting a hold on everything, but I was applying to everything, of course, all over the board, you know, checking out Indeed. That was my life. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) um, And just applying to all sorts of marketing business, and then I knew a friend here. My friend's brother used to work here, um, his name's Ryan Carter. Shout out if he's listening. Um, he was really awesome, spoke very highly of working here, and there was an opening for my position. Mm-hmm. And so, my position is community engagement specialist. So, I do like PR and I do fundraising and dev a little bit in the marketing. So, I imagined that I would end up somewhere that's like full marketing, some huge building in the corner, you know, reporting <laughs> to whomever. Um, so it actually is really nice to be able to be something that's, be part of something that's bigger than myself. Absolutely. I always sort of had this idea that it would be really cool to be part of something like this uh, that has a bigger purpose, that helps community, that provides great services. But I wasn't so sure if I would ever end up there because of my business and marketing background and my studies. So it is really awesome to be able to use that to be part of something like this.
1: That's great.
0: And you mentioned some of the services that you provide. Can you tell us a little bit about uh, some of the partnerships that you have? And um, for the, the clients that you work with or the, the families that you work with, how do they get referred to you for services?
2: Yeah, so our referrals come through our, um, our referrals program. Uh, it's right on our website, luck.org. There's a nice referral button right on top, and it gives you opportunities to call our referral center, or um, you can download the PDF of our referral and send it to our referrals office. Partnerships are huge for us, um, especially, in, you know, for what, I, everything I do. We have, I have a partnership with Monty Tech right up the road. We have a partnership with Memorial Middle School. And then we have great partnerships all the way in the South County too, as well with uh, um, Webster Middle School. And then our mentoring program has, has all different kinds of partnerships, right? We partner with Holy Cross um, in our, and they're great mentors for us. We use them as mentors for our, our site-based program at Plumley Village in Worcester. And partnerships is what we take great pride in right it's it's how do we support the community that way and then you know we offer our lending hand for them and they give us a lending hand back right and it's and it's just a there's a beautiful kind of relationship that that builds through those and in my particular role I take great pride in that because the staff I have under myself are are the ones that are doing the Mm hands-on work and oftentimes it's hard to find like those positives in my my day sometimes right and then it's Knowing I created that link or I helped create that link for my staff to do that work for those youth to get those outcomes down. So if it wasn't for me creating those partnerships, nurturing those partnerships, sustaining those partnerships, that work wouldn't be done in our community and those youth wouldn't be served. So. I, I truly do. I take great pride in partnerships, and, and it, it really is a lot of what we do here.
1: Those are the partners that you have. And I know that you said that people can be referred online. You can do that. Do you work with the schools to identify children or and who can be part of the program without having to go online? and Or how can families who maybe don't have the ability to go online and they would like to know about more about the services?
2: Absolutely. So... Um, What we do is we work very closely with guidance or teachers directly or school administration and all those kind of things where um, it doesn't need to just be the direct caregiver that that puts the referral in. So it could be a teacher. It could be a coach. It could be, you know, an after school, um, just clinician or or all these kind of things that like boys and girls clubs, right? And all those those other agencies can put referrals in at any time. Mm -hmm. So again, I think calling is the easiest way. You know, if you just call luck directly and all those um, they'd be able to reach us there and they would refer you right to the referrals office and have those conversations. Um, But anyone can put a referral in for any youth needing any types of support. Right. And the great thing about our referrals office is they'll ask questions and because you might not know we have we have so many services. Right. So you might not know what is even out there. And our referrals office will kind of unpack that and say, so what's kind of going on? And um, depending what they hear on that phone call or email or however they communicate, they'll kind of branch out and let them know, well, we have this service, we have our mentoring service, we have residential service, we have clinical wait lists, we have all these kind of different services where this might be the better opportunity for for that youth at this time. Um, So yeah, we we try to do a really good job of unpacking that Mm -hmm. uh, because again, when you call, you just might not know what's out there and there might be a certain program that we have that just fits better. Now, as youth start to get older, out there,
0: you know, their situation's changed. Um, so many different factors at play uh, besides age. Can you tell us about the evaluation process once they're here and, and receiving services? How do you evaluate, hey, and you know, times have changed, and we might want to look at doing this service instead. How does that process work?
2: Absolutely. So every youth that um, we have in any of our services um, is developing an individual action plan, we call it. So that's mm-hmm. how we set our goals and all these kind of things, and we make sure those goals align to the service that they're getting. Um, So a lot of the programs I oversee have case management components so our case managers will work through that and unpack that and if we ever see that something is too high or you know if they've quote unquote graduated from the service we'll discharge and and, you know let them go on their way and make sure you know we're we're doing a good job and achieving those goals but if at any time it comes too much or too high uh, we have other services that our case managers refer out to um, so you know if if they're in one of my case management programs and we see that there's a need for clinical aspect we can refer that right internally to our behavioral health services um, so yeah we we do that often all the time in our program right so we set those goals for anywhere from like 45 to 90 days and we're always looking at how they're achieving their goals or improving and all these kind of things and then from there we'll Either they'll graduate, like I mentioned, or refer out if we need to.
0: It sounds like it's really like a one-stop shop for different services here. What are some of the advantages of having all those different services under your umbrella?
2: Yeah, it's huge. You know, communication is key for us. So, you know, being able to know we have these services right internally and in our home, you know, I can have constant conversations with folks, and I can I can let I can go to a clinician after we're done with this podcast and say, hey, I got I got a youth that that needs this. if I put them on the referral list, how long do you think that'll take so I can be in communication and all these kind of things. So yeah, having that every, a lot of different services here at home really helps as far as triaging services for youth or, or individuals.
1: So you mentioned a lot of the programs at the top of the podcast. I'm just curious, could we go into like, maybe talk about a couple of them, a couple of services you guys offer, like maybe talk a little bit about the mentoring program and what that is and 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 the positivity that comes from that?
2: Absolutely. So um, part of what I do, and I'll definitely have Meryl share some stuff too. I feel like I'm I'm stealing the mic here, but in my role, I directly oversee our mentoring program. And our mentors, we serve all throughout Central Mass. There can be youth all the way from Athol all the way down to Webster. And we try to support them um, individually with a one-to-one mentor. Um, So we have that community-based mentoring. We have some site-based mentoring um, like I talked a little bit earlier about our Plumlee Village and Holy Cross partnership. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're always, 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 always looking for mentors. So folks like us, right, that do our nine to fives, eight to fours, whatever it may be, that that have some free time in their schedule, we, we ask for an hour a week for up to a year for our community-based mentors. And and I think the impact that this has on a youth is it's hard to define, right? It's hard to put in words. And and oftentimes we hear so many great stories of our our mentors being the first for doing these things for the first time with their mentees, right? And there's a great story that we had a couple of years ago um, during our gala. A mentor mentored this youth in um, foster care. And this youth was in foster care from the moment they were born, right? And the first time they had a birthday cake was because of their mentor. You know, and, and you can't be a mentee in our program till six years old. So that youth was at least six years old when they had their first birthday cake. And it was because of their mentor. You know i'm a mentor myself i took my mentee to their first baseball game you know and i was super anxious because um his attention span seemed short and all these kind of things even when we're doing some fun stuff and he we went to the woosocks and he was glued to that game like i couldn't get him out of the seat and i was just amazed because i thought for sure like i'm going to be chasing him around the stadium and i'm not gonna be able to stay in the seat and watch the game because i love watching sports too and all these kind of things but He was glued to his seat. He couldn't get out of it, and he even caught a fall ball, so that was awesome. But it's truly an amazing program, and the success stories we hear from that are, are, again, it it leaves me speechless sometimes.
1: What are one of the other programs that you guys are running that you wanted to highlight today? There are just so many
3: that we can't even fit into one one sentence. Um, But... Some of the other things that sort of tie it hand in hand are we have a mental health, you know, trauma programs, um, addictions counseling, substance use prevention, um, and then we have individual staff that may specialize more in that. But we recently got some funding from the Reliant Foundation that will help us expand our mental health trainings and some suicide prevention trainings. So that is that's another thing that is happening right now that is really cool to talk about. It'll allow us to reach more communities. It'll allow us to provide more trainings to more people and just in general reduce the stigma around mental health and be able to hopefully allow for that space for more people to seek the help that they or maybe a loved one they didn't want to refer needs or
1: just start a conversation. Yeah. Yeah. And that's sometimes the hardest part is just to start that conversation.
0: We're going to step aside for a quick break, but we'll be back here on the Inside North Central Massachusetts podcast.
1: Do you have the right high quality employees to successfully compete and grow your business? Franklin Professional Associates team of recruiters in Leominster is here to help you hire the best so you can be your best. Visit franklinprofessionals.com today.
0: Welcome back to the Inside North Central Massachusetts podcast, Travis Con and Deal. We're on the road today at Luck Inc. over at 545 Westminster Street in Fitchburg. We're chatting with Sean Fleury, the Assistant Director of Community Engagement and Support Services, and Mara Warpola, the Community Engagement Specialist.
1: So I know that you service a lot of communities, not just Fitchburg, um, that you are a very regional organization. But can you tell us a little bit about the history of how Luck started?
3: Um, So we're based right here in Fitchburg. We started originally here. We were funded by two AmeriCorps volunteers. Sean also is an AmeriCorps volunteer, so we can speak to that. But um, the organization started as a hotline, and it founded upon the principle of let us know, which is what became of luck, L-U-K. And so the idea was started as let us know what you need. Let us know how we can help you. And it just snowballed in the greatest possible way to now we have about 300-something employees, and we have so many people who come together to listen to the need of Let Us mm-hmm. Know. And so we have sort of taken that principle and run with it since
1: 1970. Wow. That's, that's a long time for a nonprofit organization to have been in existence and to have made it and that you've expanded all of your services. What is the latest service that you added to the collection of services available at Luck? Ooh.
2: I feel like we're always adding services. (laughs) Um, We're always looking for grants. We're always looking for more opportunities. Um, One of the ones that we just recently got in our division um, was our PATH program. So this is working for youth exposed to violence, uh, zero to 17 years old. And this was kind of like a um, enhancement of one of our previous programs. And we were very fortunate enough to get this major grant from the Office of Juvenile Justice and Delinquency Prevention, um, OJJDP. What it does is, like I said, it provides this one-to-one case management, as well as we added a clinician to this because our previous grant we did not have the clinical aspect, and we were seeing the need of these youth exposed to violence that we're getting these referrals for. They really need that clinical support. You know, it's it's they're witnessing domestic violence, or there's major bullying at schools, or, or all these type of things. So we really wanted to add that clinical component to this particular program, so we were able to do that and um, we're actually just looking to launch that now so referrals are wide open for that we can absolutely take youth on for that and again if you're into that program you get that clinical side by side what we also have through that program is a youth development aspect so we're going to be doing different training curriculums that we're going to have um, youth leaders providing curriculum in, in school settings after school settings and all these kind of things for bullying and dating prevention for that as well so it's a very holistic program you know we try to get all aspects of it from that prevention piece that you know peer mediation piece and then that clinical piece if if in fact that is needed as well but that is one of our newer ones in our CES division.
0: And so you talk about domestic violence, and Merrill. you also mentioned suicide prevention and, and mental health. Are you finding that the more work that your organization does, whether it's getting new grants, do you find that you're able to help make an impact on that stigma that is still unfortunately around these topics? And are you finding that more and more families are being open to talking about these sorts of issues as you work with these youth?
3: I like to think so, yeah. We have um, another, just on specific topic that Sean was just talking about the violence prevention every year for, I think going on 24, 25 years now we hold an event called the common ground. It's a walk for peace. It's a basketball tournament. It's really fun. A lot of people in Fitchburg gather to uh, address violence, youth violence specifically. So it is nice to be able to have that clinical aspect to pair with that. Now, finally, instead of just having that event every year, sort of talking about it a little bit. So in those aspects where you can expand those messages And we can, again, expand, like I said, the suicide trainings and the mental health trainings. It allows us to reach more people to then hopefully reduce that stigma, start that conversation. And more people can gather, at whether it's event or I do a lot of tabling events as part of my position. So a lot of people will come up to me and grab a brochure and say, I didn't even know this was a thing. So there will be lots of opportunities for us to just get out in the public eye or hold those trainings for schools or anyone who may be interested, local community efforts, and the more community members we can reach with the more expansion of these programs, I I feel allows us to reduce that stigma in the community around us.
1: I agree. And I think that it's great that you guys are adding that to your collection of services that you're offering, and that you're also building off of something else that you already have, so that you have the ability to expand one program into more programming and help more people. I think that's amazing. Another event that you hold that I love and have been to is the annual gala is coming up. And it's a really important gala. This annual event is one of the greatest ways that people on the outside um, can come and help and enjoy a beautiful evening and be absolutely inspired. Can you guys tell us a little bit about the event and what will happen?
2: This will be our 11th annual uh, Kids at Heart Mentoring Gala. So all proceeds of this event go directly back to our mentoring program. And we got a special uh, MC this year, Travis. Um,
1: <laughs> Travis Condon in the yes.
2: house. Yes, I will
0: be busy and occupied that
1: night. You it's gonna will. be a lot of fun. Um,
0: I actually, it's funny. My previous role, I used to interview some of your co- colleagues about the the mentoring gala, and just hearing about the impact year after year, it's amazing how that that much support comes out on one night to really help advance the mission that you guys have here at Luck.
2: Yeah, it's it's amazing. The the when I got hired, it was um it was the week of the gala. Oh wow! Uh, so four years ago, <laughs> it's thrown right into the fire. Huh? Four yeah. years ago, uh, came on board, um, contemplated it. I think it was probably that Thursday morning because we always hold it on a Thursday. And I reached out to admin. I said, "You know what? I'm I'm gonna get a ticket. I oversee the program. I may as well be there." And I'm so glad I went. It was a heck of an event. And um, you know, like like you mentioned, just the way you see everyone rally for this program and, and come together, and you hear the highlights. You know, you you go through the years and. You know, there's there's always ups and downs in programs, but to really highlight and focus the amazing work that our mentors do, and and they're all volunteers, right? We don't pay our mentors. We don't, you know, we we might provide like, um, you know, movie tickets here and there or things like that, but they do this out of the kindness of their heart. And then it's a night to one, honor them, two, honor the youth that are in the program, and three, bring awareness of, of there's more youth sitting there waiting, and how do we get more people to come support? And when everyone comes together and rallies for, for this, it, it's just an amazing sight. And I know, Meryl, this will be your first, first one to see. Um, A very, very first, yes. yes. Oh,
3: yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was thrown in. Um, not, not as quickly as Sean was, of course. <laughs> um, but I got here in the summer, and when, one of my first things that they told me when I signed onto the, onto the job, onto the team, they said, you're going to plan an annual gala. And I was like, that's crazy. No pressure. (laughs) No pressure at all. Right. Um, So Sean and I, along with a couple others, we're part of a committee where we plan this every year. It's really just part of a do good, feel good kind of message and program. And even though I haven't seen things as up front and on the front lines as Sean and maybe the mentoring team have, it is really incredible to see all the people that come out to support um, local businesses and community members, individuals even, um, whether it's donate their time or donate any service or donate an item for our really cool auctions that we're going to have, uh, live auctions, silent auctions. You can go online if you can't even go. Um, and still been on really cool stuff. But I had to slide in there, of course. But, um, <laughs> but it just is really cool really awesome to sit back and see everything in the works and I can't wait to see it on the actual night of for my first time and hopefully this is the 11th of a million more
0: so the two of you have teased some of the stuff that we're going to have I'm I'm honored to be the MC that night and I know it's going to be a jam-packed lineup between the honors and the different auctions that Meryl mentioned but what else is going to be happening for folks that haven't yet bought their ticket
2: yeah, so it really starts off with our um, cocktail hour. Mm-hmm. Um, so you'll get to, we'll have some hopefully some signature drinks. Uh, Tito's usually sponsors us. We usually have like a mentini and all these kind of things. We make some fun, fun drink choices there for folks. Um, we've got a pianist coming, nice and early too during our cocktail hour. Excited for that. Um, hot hors d'oeuvres, you know, all these kind of things will be served during that time. And then the run of show really starts with some speaking engagements from our CEO. Uh, if you you attend, you might see me up there. I might have to hop in and say a little something. Uh, We just got a new mentoring coordinator. So I think I'm taking the place of that speaking piece this year. Just again, she's new. She's excited for her, but don't want to give her the pressure of that. So I'll be (laughs) up there speaking. Um, And then, you know, it's always a great opportunity to um, network and all those kind of things. We'll we'll enjoy a nice dinner, um, steak, chicken, vegan options for folks. um, And those are all available during... um, once you purchase your ticket, you'll be able to put that in. We have great DJs. Um, they really livened up the show last year and some impromptu stuff they hopped in on. And, you know, we provide dancing at the end. And then of course, always keep an eye on our fund to match. You know, we got a great video for uh, folks that really encompasses what mentoring is all about. And, and um, always ask for like, you know, donations from folks after that because of the need for uh, mentors and, and sustaining this program throughout Central Mass. But um, it's a great night. We try to throw in some surprises there. We might have a game or two um, and all those kind of things. But um, it, it really does. It brings the community together, brings us together, and it's a great way to highlight luck and, and just really be a supporter of the community.
0: And for folks that maybe can't participate in your mentoring program or can't donate as much time as they'd like to, coming out to this one event can make a tremendous difference.
2: Such a difference. You know, um like I mentioned, you know, gives a a mentor and a mentee an opportunity to go bowling, you know, or or get ice cream for the first time and all these kind of things, like I mentioned. And um, not only does it do things like that, but it really sustains our staff. Mm -hmm. And without the staff, we can't make those matches. We can't get that support. We can't recruit mentors. We can't um, make new site based programming. So, so yes, this, this funding goes directly back into the program and it is so, so crucial to what we do in our mentoring.
1: And I know that mentors, um, are not just the only way that you can volunteer here at luck. What are some of the other volunteer opportunities for folks?
3: Absolutely. So there's the option to volunteer your time, um, whether it be helping us at any of our events, our CEO's mom, uh, Kathy, she's really awesome. She volunteers a lot to help us with our gala. Um, And we have some community members who may volunteer to help us at events like this. So this is a very popular event for people to help us out. Um, We have a couple of volunteers from local organizations who are going to help us, you know, run stuff to where it needs to be, help us set things up. Um, So you can honestly just volunteer your time. Um, You can always make a donation via our website if that's, you know, a more suitable option for you. But you're always welcome to call or email us and ask if there's any upcoming opportunities because we're always looking for supporters.
0: And what is your website which I know was mentioned at the top of the podcast?
3: Yeah, so the website is just luck.org l-u-k dot o-r-g and if you want to learn any more about any of the specific programs or services or to get involved there's lots of fun little buttons and links that you can click on there
0: and so for folks that having it got their tickets to the gala it's coming up on february 15th so there is still time to get those tickets do they get them from your luck inc website or where else can they get them
2: Yep, right off the website. Um, you follow our mentoring page and then it'll take you right to our gala website. You'll be able to get it right there, right in person, order it, and you'll you'll just come to the event, register, um, and your name will be right there ready for us and waiting. So like Meryl said too, even if you don't want to purchase a ticket but are interested in looking at some of our silent auction items, you can just register a link and email and phone number to get that all attached and folks can um, bid at the comfort of their home too, <laughs> even if they don't want to yeah, come in.
3: that's a really exciting option that we have. Um, is the e-bidding, we call it. So it's the online website where we have all of our silent auction items there. They'll be available to bid on up until the very end of the gala. So anyone who can't come or has a scheduling conflict or doesn't wish to come, wants to be in the comfort of their own home, um, they are more than welcome to go online, make an account for free and if they want to bid on anything online we have a lot of really cool stuff up there right now we'll be continuously uploading stuff until the gala as more things roll in we have a boston city cruise we have bar harbor getaway we have an alpaca ranch visit like so many (laughs) such a wide array of super awesome experiences and we'll be continuously uploading those so stay tuned
1: that's amazing. And I hope that everybody listening heads over to luck.org and checks out not only the mentoring program, maybe you can donate some time. Maybe you can donate um, a gift or an item for their auction coming up on the 15th of February and Meryl and Sean, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. Thank you so much for having us.
0: You've been listening to inside North central Massachusetts. This podcast is produced by the North central Massachusetts chamber of commerce, for more information on this episode, links to other episodes, or if you have any questions, please visit northcentralmass.com.